Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Well, it's um, just the second Sunday of, uh, of the month kind of feels, does it feel like we've kind of been in January a while now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, um, it's only our second Sunday together uh, since the turn of the new year. And uh, I don't know who was able to be here last Sunday. Did you give me a little wave if you were? Um, where we worshipped together and then David read Ephesians to us. And who was blessed just by hearing the word read publicly last week? It, it did something in us. It always does, does us good. And um, today I want us to kind of pick back up on where we finished towards the end of last year on our series of Love Builds Up, where we're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Does everybody remember that? <laughs> We've had Christmassy stuff and we had the wonderful reading of Ephesians um, last week, but we're coming back to this series and, and uh, just to a little bit of a, um, does anyone remember Blind Date? I'm going to be Graham with a quick reminder. Here's our Graham with a quick reminder. That's very niche. Like all of the youth are like, what is he on about? <laughs> surprise, surprise. No. But last week we, uh, or last, last year rather, uh, Will talked about his house, part one and part two and talked about being a hearing house and a harmonious house and a holy house and a hospitable house. Did a great job of unpacking some stuff from 1 Corinthians 2 and 3. And then Mike also then talked about putting death to division. And again, the importance of our unity and togetherness uh, and our harmony together. And then David last week in in reading Ephesians really reinforced, as Ephesians does, it kind of tells us about our position, who we are in Christ, who God is and who we are in Christ. That's the first half. And then the second half of Ephesians is about, and this is the practice. This is how you're to live in the light of who you are. And time and again, this word comes up in Ephesians and it's come up in everything that we've talked about. And it's what I want to talk about this morning, which is growth. And for us this year, being more than ever a year of growth, a year of growth. That's our heart, isn't it? We want to grow this year. Does anybody here really want to grow more than ever before this year? I really do. I want to hit six foot. I never quite made it. Thank you, Cuban heels. No. (laughs) But um, what I'd like to do this morning is is we're kind of in 1 Corinthians 3. I just want to say, by the way, before I kick off, just as we were worshipping and knowing what I was going to share, I was looking around the room this morning and I was just giving thanks to God for the growth that I and we as elders have witnessed in you individually and corporately and we're just so blessed by that and um, appreciative of that and I want to just put that say that up front I'm not talking about this because there isn't growth or evidence of growth but I just want to put a marker in and say more than ever this year Lord let us grow let us grow personally and let us grow corporately so we're going to read from 1 Corinthians 3 the words are going to be up on the screen it's from the New Living Translation I've made a few little amendments um, not on a whim just from other translations uh, that probably describe some things a little bit better. So whether there are brackets and asterisks, uh, I think, what's, what's the plural of asterisks? Asterises? Asteri? Um, there's just some references to words that are used in other translations that are probably closer to uh, the original Greek because the New Living Translation is more of a thought-for-thought sort of translation rather than word-for-word. So just throwing in some little uh, areas where there's some brackets just so you know what that's about. So... I'm going to read through these um, verses twice, twice through, and just as I read, just like you and us to think about growth 
and maturing and, and, and what Paul is, is really trying to, to communicate to the church in Corinth. So here we go. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were mere men or men of the flesh or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food because you weren't ready for anything stronger and you still aren't ready for you're controlled by your sinful nature. A better word to use in the place of sinful nature is flesh. You're controlled by your flesh. You're jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you're controlled by your flesh? Aren't you living like people of the world? Or aren't you living like mere men? When one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, aren't you just acting like people of the world? After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We're only God's servants through whom you believed the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work, for we are both God's workers, and you are God's field, you are God's building." So there's, Paul is, is talking about growth and maturity and spirituality versus uh, fleshliness or soulishness. And so just going to read again these verses and just consider again just what he's saying about maturity and growth. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would spiritual people. I had to talk as though you were men of the flesh or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk not with solid food because you weren't ready for anything stronger and you still aren't ready for you're controlled by your flesh. You're jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you're controlled by your flesh? Aren't you living like mere men? When one of you says, I'm a follower of Paul and another says, I follow Apollos, aren't you just acting like people of the world? After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believed the good news. Each of us did the work God gave us, or the Lord gave us. I planted seed in your heart and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers and you are God's field, you are God's building. In this letter to the Corinthians, it's very heartfelt, it's very personal, it's very raw, it's very real. And it's because Paul is a father to the church. He has been involved in planting and establishing this church. And he's concerned, therefore, with their unity. He's concerned with their purity. He's concerned with their spirituality. He's concerned with their maturity. He's concerned that they've not grown as spiritually, as much spiritually as they should, that they've not grown beyond where they currently are. And, and in life, we see we have expectations for growth. 
whether that's our own physical growth or whether it's the growth of a garden or whatever it is that we're involved in, there's expectation for growth, not just in size, but in ability and capacity and character and understanding. And um, I remember in my teens, loving it, when my auntie or uncle would come around or my grandparents would come around and they'd say, wow, you've really grown. <laughs> Haven't you shot up? I was like, thanks very much. And then there was a little period of, of, of time where uh, I was probably about 13 and I had, uh, re- like, repeatedly I had tonsillitis. And I'm sure that stopped me reaching six foot. I'm sure it did. <laughs> and my younger sister, only 20 months younger, but she was, like, catching me up. And I was, her- I was horrified. Get my mum to hold my head and my dad to pull my feet. And, and then I kind of had my tonsils out and I, had, and I grew a little bit more. And then my little sister didn't become my bigger sister. And that was a big relief to me. But, but how much even more so are we encouraged or blessed when somebody says, you've really grown. You've really grown in your capacity. You've really grown in your ability. You've really grown in your faith. I've seen evidence of growth growth in competence, and that can apply to the workplace, it can apply to home life, and much more into church life and and growing spiritually. It's such a blessing for somebody to say, wow, you've really grown. That's such a blessing to know. And and, and, and the reason we're glad is because healthy things grow. Living things grow. And we see it in creation that, that growth, to become mature, to become fruitful, to reproduce, to present a seed that grows and becomes mature and fruitful to reproduce is, is sort of sown into the fabric of creation, isn't it? When I've been reading again, Genesis, has anybody um, been able to read some of the, the, the reading plan this year that, that we've put out? So Mike did a brilliant job of putting a bit of a, a reading plan out, just to say, we're going to do that throughout the year. And our... I have loved being in different contexts over the last few weeks where I've been sitting with people who've been reading the same thing as me. We were, I was at the Inspirers Life group on Thursday. I was really inspired, really lived up to its title. Because as we just start talking, people have been, we've been reading the same stuff. about Whether it's about Isaac and Rebecca at the moment, or whether it was about Abraham and Sarah, or digging wells, and all the things that the Holy Spirit is saying, and we start talking about it, and we're reading the same stuff together, and it comes alive for us we spark one another and 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 there's there's life in that it's seed is sown into us in that way and on day three it's the plants and the trees they they grow they sprout they produce after their own kind and then the birds and the fish are at it they're they're producing offspring after their own kind on day five and on day six it's the animals whether they're scurrying wild or whatever other animals they are they're reproducing after their own kind and then humanity is to reproduce we're to reproduce after our own kind in God's image it's sewn into the fabric of, of creation. Are there any keen gardeners in the room? Just give me a wave if you're good at gardening. I was out, with, I was out on my allotment the other day. I'm always in the allotment. Sarah will tell you that. And I said to uh, my neighbor, I said, I'm, I'm actually going to plant all of my herbs in alphabetical order this year. And he said, well, that's, that's incredible. How did you find the time? I said, it's easy. It's next to the sage. <laughs> hey, no, don't, don't laugh at that. But whether you're a, a gardener or a builder or a teacher or a parent, you expect to see growth where you're invested. And God is invested in us. And he desires and expects to see growth. And Paul is this father to the church and he expects to see the family of God grow into spiritual maturity. And that's our heart, isn't it? So that we can be fruitful. So that we can be a blessing. So 
And what I'd love for us to do is, is pause on a couple of, couple of occasions for you to talk with your neighbours. So have a little look to your right, left or your right and kind of smile at the person next to you. And if you're, if you're by yourself, maybe look for somebody behind you like Jackie just did then and saw two smiling faces back at her. So in a maximum of three, I would just like for us to chat together for five minutes about this next question. So Ruben, if you could pop this next slide up for us. Expectation of growth. So just think back, and, and when in your life have you seen and experienced increased spiritual growth? Maybe you think, I kind of grew spiritually in, a, in an accelerated way during this part of my life. It might have been early on, it might have been somewhere in the middle, it might be recently. Think about times when that's been the case, and maybe what was happening at that time? What maybe was the cause of that? And that might be something that you chose to do, it might have been something outside of your your influence if you like but it caused growth your spiritual growth spurt okay so have a little think about that and have a chat with your neighbor about that and then and then just the other thing is just to talk about some of the things that are evidence that you have grown spiritually whether that's from when you were a non-believer or even in your christian life certain changes that are evidences of spiritual growth is that okay so i'm just going to give you five minutes to discuss these very deep massive questions okay So just have a little chat with your neighbour. I just would like us to kind of pause and and have a think for a minute. That's great. It's it's lovely to see people turning chairs around and chatting to their neighbour. I'm going to ask another question in a a few minutes' time. But just with regards to periods of time when you've seen growth, can anybody just throw out any particular examples of times where you've, you've grown spiritually? Just... Russ? Times of hardship. Does anybody, does anybody else say that? I grew spiritually during times of difficulty. Yes. Suffering, hardship, challenges made me grow. Yes. Isn't that annoying? Yes. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? Absolutely. Those are the times in my life when I've heard God most clearly. Those are times in the life probably when I've called on God most loudly and diligently. Times of growth. Absolutely. Any, any other times? Linda? Times of loss, again, where we, we're, we're grappling with the reality of, of, of grief and mourning and loss. And it's in those times we have a choice, don't we, to pull away from God or to draw closer to God. Yeah, absolutely. Chris? Challenging family relationships. Challenging family relationships. Why did Ellie nudge you when she said no? <laughs> yeah. When there are difficult things going on, then again, we, there, are, there are times often when we, when we grow. Okay, we're going to move away from the challenges now, all right? Because it's sounding a little bit pessimistic. There are other things that make us grow as well. They're true, though. Mary? When I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, Ooh. I was hungry. Yeah. I knew what I needed and I Wonderful. So when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, you had a growth spurt and a hunger for more, which probably fed you to cause you to grow even more as well, yeah? And a hunger for the word. Does anybody recognize that? Being baptized in the spirit, being a, a moment in our walk with God where something was accelerated. That's fantastic. Becky, have you got your hand up there? Yeah. When you're calling on God for a victory, like achievement, whether it's or, or Okay, so you've got a goal and a target and you believe that's where God's leading you and, you, and, and you're going for it and, you, and it causes you to grow spiritually because it stretches you, doesn't it? Yeah, excellent. 
Wonderful, yeah, very good. One more? Joe? When you put the time in, isn't that annoying as well? No. <laughs> yes, when you invest time to spend time with him, when you prioritize spending time with him, do we grow? And isn't it, what's annoying is that when I don't stick to that, and I stop growing in the way that I should. It's way more, I'm, well, I, was, I don't know, I don't want to speak for God on this one, whether he finds it annoying or not. But he wants us to grow, so it's, it's, it, there's a grieving, I'm sure, that happens there. In God's heart, when we're not choosing to prioritize spending time with him in his word, absolutely. Great, and lots of other things as well. Um, and, and it's really good to you. And what about people? People who've come alongside us and helped us to grow. There have been really significant times in my life where godly people have come alongside me and they've been this catalyst for my growth. Think of a number of people just straight off the top of my head. Spending time with them did me good and caused me to grow. And lots of other things as well. Times of repentance. I remember a period of time when I had to deal with something before God after a period of time of not walking with him and God doing something and experiencing after that growth. It's like I'd been stunted and then God said, I'm going to be gracious to you and I'm going to progress you as if you'd walked with me at the time when you hadn't. The grace of God towards me was so immense in that moment. And, it, and I just, that was God. God causes the growth. But we position ourselves for growth, don't we? Or sometimes he positions us <laughs> for growth. And what about changes? Any, any kind of examples of changes? Without well, wanting to sort of like, you know. You worry less. Yeah, so as you grow spiritually, you don't worry about things in the same way that you used to. Is anybody a little bit less worried? Just like, I'm not sure. <laughs> Wonder what he'll think if I put my hand up. <laughs> yeah, great, worry, excellent. Simon? Different priorities. Different priorities. So, so now there are things that you give your time to that you never would have even thought about giving your time to or doing, and now some things you don't do because... That your priorities have shifted and changed. How you spend your time, Sean? Moving in the gifts of the Spirit. Has anybody experienced that? A growth in maybe praying for somebody and seeing healing or stepping out and bringing a prophetic word or asking God for a word of knowledge for somebody or a word of wisdom for somebody or faith, whatever it might be, or just serving. And Yeah, absolutely. One more, like Mike? Holiness. Holiness. So becoming more and more sanctified, more set apart, pure in the way that and just some of the choices that we make, the things we do and we don't do again. And lots of other things as well, like um, just in conversations with people I've had in my own life. But, but I, I remember chatting to somebody and them, them sort of trying to sort of fix themselves before they became a Christian. I'm not good enough to become a Christian, so I need to work on myself until I'm good enough and then God will accept me. What, you know, I won't st- stop. No, no, you come to Christ. He changes us by giving us his Holy Spirit. And then the changes take place, don't they? And I just want to say, if you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, if you've never put him and made him your Lord and your Savior, today, if you do that today, you will experience an in, a sudden growth. Something will change on the inside of you and there will be exponential growth for you today. And I, I, would, I, I would implore you, ask you, even beg you, not leaving this place this morning, if you've not prayed that prayer, come and talk to me at the end and I will pray with you and lead you to Jesus. And it will be a pleasure for me to do that. But Paul is, is sad. 
He's saddened by this lack of growth, this slow or even stunted growth that he's seeing in the church. And, and the evidence of this lack of growth is what? It's immaturity. And it's immaturity expressed in two things. He kind of boils it down to two things. Jealousy and squabbling. It's a good word, squabbling, isn't it? Not a good thing, but it's a good word. Jealousy and squabbling. And jealousy is tied into insecurity. And squabbling really is like one-upmanship and pride. And he's saying these things are, are evidence that you're, you're still immature. And so he's willing to have a difficult conversation. And I just want to encourage us that in, in one another's lives, as we're growing together, that we are okay to have conversations with one another in grace and in love to challenge at times lacks of growth or, or, or traits that, that are evidence of immaturity. Do you want to say, I give you permission to talk to me about those things if you see that in me. That that should happen in our relationships as, with, as husbands and wives and children and parents both ways. And with friends. People that we, we're walking together with. And, and it's a sign of love. Paul has challenged them because he's a good parent. Sarah and I have spent the last 19, 18, oh how was our kids now? <laughs> we spent the last 18 years nearly 19, investing into our children to see them grow. And it's been lovely to see them grow physically. Although, again, I use this word annoying a lot this morning. When your boys get taller than you. <laughs> when your daughter gets taller. No. <laughs> but to see them grow physically and grow in stature, but, but also to see them grow in their character, to see them grow in how they relate to us and to one another and to, to, to uh, their studies and to school and, and to work and, and all of those things because we're, we're desperate for them to grow up and to grow individually but also to grow corporately. That's God's heart for us, personal and corporate growth this year. And the word is Oksana. If you could put the next slide up, please. Uh, that's great which means to cause to grow, to increase, become greater, and it refers to plants, and it refers to babies and infants, but it also refers to numbers of people, multitudes of people, and then obviously that spiritual, personal, Christian growth. And I just want to say this morning that um, corporate growth won't happen without personal growth. We will not grow in number if we all don't grow individually, personally, but also I want to say this, personal growth can't happen, I believe, outside of a corporate setting. That we need one another to grow. It's a two-way thing. Personal growth will cause corporate growth, but I don't believe personal growth can happen outside of a corporate setting, being part of the body of Christ. It's not good for man to be alone. We need one another. For wheat to grow, each, each piece of wheat to grow in a, in, as part of a crop. For each tree to grow as a part of a forest. For each child to grow in the context of a family. That's God's heart for us. Um, and there's a difference between worldly growth and spiritual growth. Uh, personally and corporately. Worldly personal growth, okay, is about self-realization. It's about finding the real you. Search for the hero inside yourself. No, it's self-centered it's about self-centered development and improvement, and ultimately it's to gain respect or to gain influence or to gain admiration or wealth or fame in, in all sorts of different contexts. It's, it's about self-realization. Spiritual growth isn't about self-realization. It's about selflessness, becoming more and more like not the real me, but about Jesus. 
Chris shared in the middle of last year about the Holy Spirit and how he helps us become more and more like Jesus. And he says, it, it, you don't lose who you are, but you become more like him. You grow into him and his attributes and his attitude and his character are evident through you as God has made you. That's what this personal growth is all about, is to grow in wisdom and love and stature and understanding, to serve God and serve his purposes, not serve my own purposes. And then worldly corporate growth is about accumulating wealth or power, or again, influence within a cause or an organization, which essentially benefits the individuals within it so that their cause, their needs are met. Whereas spiritual corporate growth is about us accumulating not influence or wealth or power, but true riches. Revelation of who God is and souls of those that God is calling to be part of his his family, so that together we become more and more united, mature, secure as a people, as a body of Christ that reveals Jesus to the world. That's what we're called to together. And so all growth, personal and corporate, is for God's glory. It's not for the glory of Living Rock Church. It's not for the glory of any individual. Not for the glory of David Lyon or the eldership of Living Rock Church. Or any, it's for his glory that we grow personally and we grow corporately. So here's the next question. If we could pop the next question up, which is related to lack of growth. If you could do that, Ruben, that'd be great. So this is a little bit different. So we talked about where you've seen areas of growth. And now this one is a little bit more, uh, I don't know what I want to say really, personal. So you might, there's certain things you may or may want to say, depending on who you're talking to. But any areas where you feel either there's a lack of growth or I just would really love to grow in this area more, Okay. So an area of, of spiritual change and spiritual life where you would like to grow more and how you can basically make that happen this year. Okay? What sort of things do you know will help you grow in that way? So any areas of lack or any areas of desire to speed up in growth and how you can make that happen. So if you can talk to your neighbours again and have a chat about that, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Just uh, I maybe won't ask people to talk about the first part of the question, but I'd but be, love to hear about where... Some examples of where people said they would love to grow spiritually this year. Um, any aspects of, of your spiritual life where you would love to, to grow, John? Trust. Trust. With? With others? Trust and vulnerability with others? And with God, yeah? Okay. And that, that comes through relationship, doesn't it? Investing in relationship, yeah. That's good. Okay. Any other? Pete? Yeah. So putting God first in everything, not always resort, trying to resort and doing things in your own strength, yeah, and just, just, just putting him first in everything. And that's, the better we get at things, the less we do that, don't we? When, when, we've, when we're new to things and it's, it seems harder, we're a lot better at bringing God into it, aren't we? But when I, when I started working as a physiotherapist, I was drawing on God more as I was inexperienced. And then as I got more experienced and skilled, all of a sudden... So he sort of took a bit of a back seat for me. And yet I need him, regardless of how skilled I am in whatever I do, we need to bring him into the forefront of everything, don't we? That's great, yeah. Janet? Patience. You'd like to have, I should have waited and asked you later on, shouldn't I? You'd like to grow in patience. Anybody else like to grow in patience? Patience with God. Yeah, that sometimes we want it to be our time, not his time, yeah. Yeah, like put a coin in the slot, pull the lever, and it doesn't work like that, does he? No. Rachel. Speaking, being bolder and more brave and speaking truth. 
Is that you think? Is that more for you in a in a in the context of work and being with other people, who aren't Christians? Yeah. Anybody relate to that? Just being bolder in being upfront about what we believe. It's getting harder to do that, isn't it? Or it seems to be getting harder to do that. The enemy wants us to think that, at least. But actually, it's amazing when, when sometimes when we speak truth, who's willing to hear it, isn't it? Who actually responds positively, who we thought would or assume might have thought differently. So that's great, yeah? Yeah, Linda. So doing whatever God asks you to do. You know what he's asking you to do. Now you just have to do it. Yeah, that's good. Simeon, did you have your hand up? Okay, so a bit like Janet, patience, persistence, sticking at it, even when it's not easy, or especially when it's not easy, yeah, it's good. Just the two others? Stella? To read the word? Oh, believe the word, yeah. So take God at his word, and before we can believe the word, we have to read the word. Did anybody have read the word more to, to grow spiritually? It's... It's, Paul, you can't read the word more. You're already reading 20 hours a day. <laughs> That's fantastic. The other four now, you want to just commit those as well, yeah. Rich? I, I want to be bold in sharing the gospel. Sharing your faith. Who can... That's, just, that's part of our spiritual growth, isn't it? Yeah. Cindy? Did you have your hand up? Um, I want to see God's power. God's power. Who's, who wants to grow in seeing God's power displayed through us, that as we lay hands on the sick, they recover. Lord, let it be. Let us grow, Lord, in all of these things this year. Let us grow in in persistence and in patience. Let us grow in believing your word. Let us grow in power. Let us grow in love for the lost. And all of these things are part of our spiritual growth, aren't they? Amen. Any more last, last one? Just if anybody had anything slightly different. Benita, wisdom, yeah, spiritual wisdom, fantastic, and, and all of these things come from our dependence on him, don't they, choosing to put him first in everything, uh, for the singers and the musicians, if you come back to the front for we're going to worship, there's, there's some other bits I wanted to touch on today, but um, I would like for us to respond, um, because I think we've, we've talked about a lot of different things this morning, and it's, I've really appreciated how you've engaged, well, I hope you have, with the questions, um, and just just chatting about, about some of those things, and um, you know, Paul is desperate for the for the for the church to grow up. And um, I love babies; they're cute. Richard always beats me to being able to hold the babies in the church, but 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 they're really needy, aren't they? And they're a bit like Russian dolls; they're really into themselves. And they don't care about putting anybody else out. Okay? They, they don't care if, they, if their parents are sleep deprived. Have you noticed that, Pete, recently? Yeah. <laughs> that if they want their way, they shout and they scream. And, and, and it's great that we have, Lord, let us have spiritual babies in this house. Yeah, I'm not dismissing it. But Lord, let us not be one massive nursery. Yes. That across the church, we're growing together. And that there are grandparents and parents and children and even children caring for younger children that as a, as a church that we grow spiritually and our reliance on the Holy Spirit, Paul says, 
be men of the spirit, not men of the flesh. And that word men covers all of us, mankind, people. Be people of the spirit, not people of the flesh. And then he says this, and I could only feed you spiritual milk. See, that baby now is complaining on behalf of all babies. I wasn't having to go at babies. That was very timely, wasn't it? But um, in, in everything as well, he, the Lord wants us to not, not just require uh, or depend on milk, but that we get into the meat of the word. And there are lots of things this year just to encourage us that will, I believe, help us to invest in becoming spiritually more mature and help us to grow in how we are able to take the meat of the word and not just rely on the milk. That we have greater revelation, able to unpack the word for ourselves, get into the stuff that's meaty and more challenging. But in there, there's such riches for us. That as we promote and, and talk about our reading plan just want to encourage each of us to where, wherever we can to engage with that and just to say we're going to do two plans a plan a and a plan b to make it accessible because above all else it's not about how much of the word you read or i read it's just us the fact that we read the word that we bring that back to a key part of our lives so we're going to put out a plan that starts in february so we've got a plan for, for january that we're in and then from February to the end of the year, we're going to um, put a plan A is to read through the New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs this year. And then there's a plan B which supplements that, which gives you the opportunity to read through the whole Bible this year. But whatever you choose, it's not about class A, class B, it's just about attainability for now and starting something that we, that we know is good for us, will help us to grow spiritually. I want to say this, equip that we run here it's not just for leaders, it's for everybody to be equipped in understanding the word and helping us to, to grow in all that God's got for us. Next weekend, we've got 24 hours of prayer and worship. Those are times when we will experience spiritual growth. Just want to encourage us to prioritize coming not just on the Sunday morning when it culminates, but from noon on Saturday all the way through to noon on Sunday, there'll be opportunities to come worship corporately or worship individually and personally here in the building for 24 hours and it will be I believe a really powerful time for us and a growth spurt for us as a church that when we invite the church to pray and fast together it's, it's not just an activity that we do to tick off something on a list that as we do those things we grow together we grow spiritually one voice when we're all together as churches in, in August from the 22nd to the 25th of August to please prioritise being there so that we can again hear the same things together and grow together and before we come back into worship I just want to make that invitation to you again if you're here today and you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ please come and talk to me my name is Richard if you don't know my name I should have probably said that and I would love to talk to you about how you can know freedom peace a release from guilt and worry does it mean your life becomes perfect? Far from it. But you're, you, you get to know the person who is the source of life and gives life to each one of us. And so I would love to talk to you about that and pray with you at the end. If we could just stand together, please. Thank you. Thank you for engaging this morning. I really appreciate it. Uh, the older children will be brought down, but in a few minutes, we'll ask for parents of Hot Rock 1 and 2 to go and collect their children. We'll just do that in a few minutes. 
But just as we stand right now in the presence of God together, just for us to, in our own hearts, to just say, Lord, I'm recommitting everything to you today. Even if I did it yesterday, I'm doing it again today, Lord. Rededicating my diary to you. Rededicating my priorities to you. Recommitting, Lord, my life to you. The Lord, that in everything, that as I position myself for growth, it's you who makes me grow. It's you who makes us grow. Our job, Lord, is to position ourselves. And so this morning as we worship, we're just turning the head of the sunflower towards the sun so that, Lord, everything that we can possibly take from you enables us to grow in the way that you want us to grow. Holy Spirit, we just say again, we need you. Lord, we just say again, thank you for your word. We need your word, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for one another. We need one another. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've given us. Lord, we're going to engage with everything to grow for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.